Well, I am delighted to be able to deliver the word today. Um, Pastor, we were talking about it, so I've known for a couple of weeks I was going to be sharing today. And it's always good when you share the word of God, when you do anything in life, to ask the Lord, what should I do? What should I say, right? And so the other morning I woke up and this phrase was in my heart. It may not be great English, but it works for me. This phrase, don't forget the thanks. Don't forget the thanks. And I begin to think about it. You know what pastor's been doing such a great job sharing on vision. And we've all written out our vision lists. And perhaps you've made some prayer requests. And you've got now we've got this great exhortation on each one, reach one. So we have a lot of things that we're seeking the Lord about. And it's always good when we seek the Lord, of course, that we are praying. We have our confession. These things are all vital to receiving the desired end result. But we also, when we're seeking him, when we're praying, when we're confessing, we don't want to forget to thank him. Thank him. Amen. And so, you know, I'm here today to remind us the importance of having a thankful and a grateful heart. Amen. Don't forget the thanks. Now, I'm just looking at folks in here, and I know many of you have raised your children, or some of you are in the process right now, and you might remember when they were teenagers, and of course, we raised two boys, and I don't know, boys may be a little bit more challenging in some area than girls, but there were so many times that I would say to the boys, especially even when uh, John started driving, and he would drive them to school, hallelujah, that was a great day for me not to have to drive them, but anyway... You know, I know they worked on their homework. I know they have their lunch in their backpack. And then one of the last things I would say is don't forget your backpack. Anybody ever have to remind your kids, your teenagers, don't forget something. So they're in the car. They're driving to school. I walk downstairs. Guess what? There's the backpack. Well, I guess mama's making a trip to school. So it's like that sometimes. These important things, we let them slip. And we need to remind maybe someone in our lives. Or we need to remind ourselves, don't forget something. So here today, I'm acting as the mom of the church. And I'm exhorting you, don't forget to thank the Lord. Don't forget to give Him Praise. We've got our vision list. We're confessing it. And let me just ask you this. When you start seeing mark-offs on your vision list, you start seeing a debt erased, eliminated. You start seeing people that you're targeting receiving Jesus. How would you act? I think there could be a little more enthusiasm on that. If you got this gigantic check in the mail unexpected and your house was paid off. Woo! Or that relative that seemed like they were not the least bit interested in Jesus. And you've been witnessing to them. And they call you up and say, I want to go to church with you. And they respond to the altar call. Woo! Maybe not woo in their face, but you'd be rejoicing for sure. Well, you know what? We don't need to wait until the when. We can rejoice 
now because we know the who and we already have it here. So let me ask you again, how would you act if all your debts were eliminated? If your relatives, woo! Amen. <laughs> well, there you go. Amen. Have a good day. No, that's just the introduction. It's important to express our thanks and our gratitude to Jesus, not just when things manifest, that's a wonderful opportunity, but because we trust him, because we honor his word, because we believe that we have received what we ask for, we can go ahead and rejoice ahead of time. Amen. Let me give you a definition of thanks, an expression of gratitude. That's what we were just doing. And it's awesome. I found this quote by this man of God. And he said, genuine thankfulness is an act of the heart's affections. Not just an act of lip muscles. And it's wonderful to express from our heart our thanksgiving. You can tell when someone is just mouthing words. And their heart's not in it. Maybe you've uh, given a kid something and their parents are like, tell them thank you. And the kid's like, oh, thanks. You know, that wasn't really a heartfelt Thanksgiving. You can tell. But on the other hand, when someone genuinely from their heart expresses, wow, thank you so much. It warms your heart. It touches you. Deeply. How do you respond when your kids or your grandkids express thanksgiving and a heart of gratitude? We have three precious granddaughters. And recently I went to visit Olivia and Lucy. Lucy was in a play. And by the way, let me tell you something funny that happened as I was getting ready to get on the jet. I went down there just last week. And... Uh, our, our daughter-in-law, Lindy, had me a sweatshirt made. It's a white sweatshirt. And then in leopard print, it says Grammy across the front of it. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to go see the kids, grandkids. So I'm going to wear my Grammy sweatshirt. I'm in the security line at the Oakland airport. And you know, you put your stuff in these bins. And these two young gals, well, they're young to me, maybe been in their 30s, at least late 20s. They turned around, they looked at my sweatshirt, and they said, Oh, wow, did you go to the Grammys? (laughs) And I went, No, I am the Grammy. (laughs) It was so funny. This lady behind me was rolling her eyes like, What in the world? I am the Grammy, but because I am the Grammy, when I go see the granddaughters, I bring them treats. It's not like they live here and I see them every day, so it's a real special event. So I usually bring them a treat or a special little toy or something that they I know they like. Well, Olivia's now 13, almost 14, so, you know, I don't know, always know what to bring her. But when I was there and I arrived, I'm giving Lucy her stuff. She's all excited and... And Olivia was said this to me. 
She said, Grammy, you don't have to bring me anything. Just seeing you is enough. Gave me a big hug. And I was like, well, you know what Grammy's response was? Well, you know what, Olivia? We're going to the mall. It touched my heart strings. Let's go buy you something at Madewell, or now I can hardly believe it. She's into makeup. Let's go to Sephora. Who would ever thought it? I got to go to Sephora with my granddaughter. It pulled on my heartstrings. Our Heavenly Father is the same way. When we just say, Lord, I'm not asking you for anything. You don't have to give me anything today. I'm just here in your presence. Lord, I just came to worship you. I'm just here to let you know how much I love you and express my gratitude and my thankfulness for you. You're worthy. I worship you. I just came to be with you. It touches his heart just like it touched my heart for my granddaughter to say that it touches his heart when we just come and express our love and you know what he says what do you want what can I do for you let me just bless you Let me just do something a little extra special for you. I'm so blessed that you came just to hang out with me. That's the heart of our Father. And being thankful opens the door for more. Being thankful opens the door for more. I want to back that up by a beautiful story here in the Bible found in Luke chapter 17. This is the account of the ten leopards. And I want to read just, I'll start at verse 11. Now it happened as they went to Jerusalem, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. Let me pause right there. As they went, they were cleansed. Healing requires obedience. And healing is not always instantly manifest. You might want to derive some encouragement from that. If you're believing God for health and healing in your body. These lepers had to step out and obey God's word. Jesus' command. And the Bible says, as they went, they were healed. It was a process that that leprosy began to disappear on their bodies. I love that. 
And verse 15. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him what? Thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Were there not found any who returned to give glory to God? Well, we can see here, this is such a beautiful passage of Jesus healing mercy. And actually, I want to read verse 17 out of the King James. It's a better translation from the original language. And it said, and he said unto them, arise unto him, the one that came back, arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. All ten were cleansed. The leprosy was no longer active. And you could tell that it was gone. But I submit to you, the one that came back and gave Jesus glory and thanks, not only was the leprosy cleansed, but he was whole. That means that like that horrible disease, it would eat their, their fingers off or their toes off or even their nose and their limbs, different parts of their body. You could see that disease had affected. But this one that came back and gave Jesus glory. He was made whole. There was no evidence that that leprosy was ever there. I believe that his fingers grew back. His toes grew back. The scars on his skin were completely gone because he took it another step higher than the nine. He came back and he said, Thank you, Lord. And Jesus responded because he was so thankful and so grateful. He said, oh, let me do you something a little better than just stopping the advancement of that disease. Let me make you whole. Let me remove the evidence that that disease was ever there. Praise and thanksgiving puts us in a position to receive exceedingly, abundantly, above even what we have asked for. You can see this played out here in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. I love this passage from the Amplified. Glory to God. Now to him who by and in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and do, just say these words with me. Here we go. Is it up there? Able to do super abundantly, far over and above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. Let the church say hallelujah. That's our God. He is an exceedingly, abundantly, above kind of God. 
He's saying, you pray your best prayer. You tap into your highest dream and your highest vision. But if you will come and worship me and thank me even ahead of time, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do far and above even what you can't ask, even what you are expecting. Let me come into your life. Give me your highest prayers. Give me your deepest desires and dreams. And I will do infinitely beyond. That's who I am, says the Lord. I am the God of the much, much more. Woo! I am the God that is greater and able and willing to do exceedingly, abundantly, above. And many are in that waiting and that standing season. You have believed me, says the Lord. Well, don't take your faith off the line. Don't be moved by what you may or may not see in the natural. Be assured, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. Hallelujah. It shall all come to pass. <laughs> and even greater, greater things than these shall you see. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. That's the kind of God that we serve. And when we truly trust the Lord. And we have confidence in His Word. And we're secure in His love for us. We praise Him and we thank Him for the answer. The moment we release our faith. The moment we pray those prayers. Again, we don't wait for the manifestation. No. He's worthy. He's able. He's willing. It should be yes and amen. It's coming to pass because he said it. It's in his word, standing on the promises. I shall not fail. Glory to God. It shall all be as it was told me. Amen. Amen. The Bible bears this out in Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. Familiar scriptures. These are not new scriptures to us, but they're good reminders today. Philippians 4, 6 in the Amplified. Do not fret or have any anxiety. Everybody say any. Any anxiety about anything. But in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite request, with what? Don't forget the thanksgiving. With thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. When we bring our request before Him, we need to leave it there. You have a care. You have a burden. Cast it over upon the Lord. Don't worry. Don't fret about it. Even if the situation looks bleak, even if the person is acting worse, 
What are we supposed to do? Oh, God, it didn't work. You're not answering my prayer. Oh, I'm wringing my hands. They're just getting worse and worse and worse. No, we need to have the attitude. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm only moved by the Word of God, which is more real. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm only moved by the Word of God, which is more real than anything manifesting in the natural. And he said, when you pray, bring your prayers with thanksgiving. I'm not repeating myself because I don't have anything else to say. I'm repeating this for emphasis. When we bring our prayers, don't just pray and jump up. Say, amen. See you later, God, when I talk to you next week. No, don't forget the thanks. With thanksgiving, prayer and and thanksgiving should go together like mashed potatoes and gravy. You can have them separate, but they're much better together. Add that little gravy to your prayers. That's the thanksgiving part. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank Him for what He has done, what He is doing, and what He will do. Hallelujah. Being thankful and praising Jesus in the midst of a difficult situation is an act of worship and it's an act of faith. And sometimes it can feel like, well, it's such a sacrifice. I don't want to thank the Lord today. I don't want to praise the Lord today. I don't feel like it. Well, we don't walk by our feelings. We walk by faith and not by feelings. I can, this example came to me yesterday as I, I was praying. And I think it will help us all. It, just by way of example, how important is laughter in your life? Well, the Bible says in Psalms 2, He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. It's important for us to laugh and to express joy. The book of Proverbs is full of it. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Well, God knows more than medical science. And medical science often confirms what the Bible already told us. There are so many benefits of laughing. And I can tell by looking at some faces out here, you haven't laughed for a while. Not a good belly laugh. And people will say, I don't feel like laughing. You don't know what's going on in my life. Laughing? Are you kidding me? Life is serious. I got to be serious about praying. I got to be serious about confessing the word. Well, yeah, we take the things of God seriously, but we also need to learn to rejoice in the Lord our God. So, well, what's the big deal about laughing? Well, let me tell you some things about laughing. And this is so enlightening to me 
Medical science has proven all these benefits I'm going to share with you about laughter. And then they have added this fact. Even if you don't feel like laughing, who, what? Medical science said that. Go ahead and laugh. Your body doesn't know if you're faking it. And you'll still get the benefits. So you might say, well, how can I thank God? Well, go ahead and fake it till you make it. Just go ahead and start thanking Him when you don't feel like it and your feelings will line up. Go ahead and laugh when you don't feel like it and your body will get the benefits. And pretty soon it's going to be coming out of your belly. Hallelujah. You want to hear some of the benefits? Oh, glory to God. Well, this is one thing. But medical science says healthy people laugh at least 15 minutes a day. Oh, I can tell some of you are under laughed in here. You are under laughed. You're way behind. You want to hear some of the benefits? Laughter lowers blood pressure. Ha, ha, ha. You got high blood pressure. You take your blood pressure every day. Don't be moved by what the meter says. Just start going. Ha, 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 And watch it go. Shh. Lowers your blood pressure. Laughter fights heart disease. My heart's never going to attack me. How about you? I'm going to laugh. Ha, 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 ha. Laughter reduces stress. It boosts the immune system. It triggers the release of endorphins, the body's natural painkillers. It assists in the healing process. There's such a thing as healing joy. Ha, 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 ha. Amen. And then you're going to like this one. Laughing is also aerobic. It provides a workout for the diaphragm. Ho, 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 ho. And you might think this sounds like a lot, but I've been on a rowing machine, so I'd rather do this. 100 belly laughs is equivalent to 10 minutes on a rowing machine. <laughs> One study said laughter is like internal jogging. How about we do some? Ha, 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 ha. Fake it till you make it. Come on, you can do this. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, I see some in the back row. Come on, at least smile. Ha, 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 ha. If you're sitting by a non-laugher, look at them and say, you know, just looking at you makes me want to laugh. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. Internal jogging. Ha, Maybe you can eat another french fry at lunch. Burn some calories. Ha! 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 Woo! Well, I think God just discovered another benefit. It woke some of you up. Woke some of you up. They're awake now. Ha! 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 It might feel like a sacrifice. But I want the benefits. Praise may feel like a sacrifice. But I want the benefits. And he is worthy to be praised. The Bible talks about 
the times when we don't want to praise the Lord. That's the time we should do it. When you don't want to, go ahead and do it by faith. I love this scripture I found the other day in Psalms 107, 22 in the NIV. Let them sacrifice bank offerings. Woo! And tell of his works with songs of joy. Let them sacrifice bank offerings. Lord, I thank you. <laughs> Lord, I'm thanking you in this situation. It may look bleak, but I'm not thanking you for it. You didn't cause it. I'm thanking you in it. It's my sacrifice unto you because I know you always provide a way of escape. I know you always cause me to triumph. I know you've made me the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I know you are my victory. <laughs> Woo! I've got the victory. Hallelujah. That's how you do it. Hallelujah. Songs of joy. We should all sing praises to his name. Obviously, we should not all record or be on the worship team, but we should all make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Songs of joy. Songs of deliverance. Glory to God. And then again in Hebrews 13, 15, in the Amplified, it says, Through him, therefore, let us once in a while, a couple of times a year, no, let us constantly and at all times offer up to God, what? Sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of lips. That do what? Thankfully, thankfully acknowledge and confess and glorify His name constantly in every situation. Hallelujah. In the morning, in the noontime, in the evening time, before you go to bed, thank Him for a good night's rest. When you wake up in the morning, thank Him for a new day to praise the Lord. This is the day that the Lord hath made. I will do what? Rejoice and be glad in it. What's coming out of our mouths? Is it fear? Is it doubt? Is it worry? Is it complaining? No. Let's thankfully acknowledge, glorify His name. Is He worthy? Do you love Him? Is He your everything? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise and thanksgiving is the proper protocol for coming before our Father. The Bible tells us we can come boldly to the throne room of grace and find help, mercy in a time of need. I'm thankful for that. But we shouldn't just be coming into His presence. 
when we need something. God is not a McDonald's drive-thru. Oh, Lord, I've got two minutes. Can you hurry up on this order? Can you make it fast? I need this, I need this, I need that. No. We need to come and enter into his gates. The Bible says in Psalms 104, Enter his gates with what? Enter into his courts with what? Do what? Read the rest. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. When you bring your request to the Lord, it's proper protocol. Just to, even before you lay out your grocery list before him. This is the list, Lord. It's long, but I know you can do it. Before you start laying that list out, say, Lord God, this is what I want to do first off. I want to thank you. I want to bless you. I just want to acknowledge, Lord, <laughs> you are the most high God. And then once you lay out the request, don't just run out of his presence. Just say, <laughs> I know you heard me. Woo! I know you're good. I know you're faithful. Hallelujah. I know it shall all come to pass. Psalms 100 verse 4 in the message. I love this. Pastors preached on this a few times. I love it. It says, enter with the password. What's the password? Woo. Thank you. Make yourselves at home. Talking praise. Thank Him. Worship Him. There's a spirit of worship and thanksgiving rising in this place today. How about we all just lift our hands and just say, Thank you. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Woo! We enter the password. We're not going to forget the password. It's thank you. (laughs) Hallelujah. Have you ever set a password on a device and forgot it? Yeah, pastor should raise both hands, both feet, stand up. Yeah. And then you can't get in. It will say access denied. Access denied. Well, that's not going to happen. If we enter into the presence of the Lord, what's the password? Thank you. Access granted. Request heard. Hallelujah. (laughs) Don't forget the password. It's thank you. Hallelujah. I know we all have desires. We all have things that we want to see come to pass. And this scripture just emphasizes again. How it will happen. Psalms 37, 4. Delight yourself also in the Lord. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. What do you think the word delight means? A high degree of gratification or pleasure. A noun of it is someone that provides a source of happiness or joy. Jesus is the source of our happiness and our joy.
Are you taking great delight and pleasure in Him? Delight yourself in the Lord. Take great pleasure in Him. And He will give you the desires of your heart. The delight comes first. And then the desires manifest. It's not drudgery to hang out with Jesus. Is Jesus the source of your joy? The Bible says, Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Are you happy in His presence? Are you joyful in the God of your salvation? Hallelujah. Well, we should be. And then this passage, Psalms 37, 4 through 5, out of the passion. Find your delight and true pleasure in Yahweh. He will give you what you desire the most. Give Verse 5, give God the right to direct your life as you trust him along the way. You'll find he pulled it off perfectly. Woo! Any trusters of God in here? Hallelujah. He's got good, good things in store for you, Chica. He's got good, good things in store for you, May. He's got good, good things in store for you, Don. And even, even Roll over there. Yeah, even Roll. Woo! As you trust Him. Hallelujah! As you trust Him. As you delight in Him. As you thank Him. Ho, 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 ho. He's going to pull it off perfectly. Woo! He's got ways and means of getting things to you that you haven't even thought about. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, go ahead and bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. He's working. He's working. He's working. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You're working. Glory to God. Now, I looked up the word thanks in the 1828 Webster's Dictionary. Had different definitions, but this one I went, well, that's so good. They line up with scriptures. And under the word thanks, it says, day of thanks. Day of thanks. And then it went on to say, a public celebration of divine goodness. A day set apart for a religious service specifically to acknowledge the goodness of God. Woo! I want to declare to you today, this is a day of thanks. This is a day of celebration. And then it went on and said, celebrations were held to give thanks for the harvest. Hallelujah! I'm declaring today is a day of celebration. It's a day of festive thanks and festive re- rejoicing in the goodness of God. It's time to celebrate. Hallelujah! The prayers that are being answered. The vision that is being fulfilled. The harvest that is being released, being reaped. Hallelujah. Woo! Thanks. 
This is a day of thanks. Look what the Lord hath done. Look what the Lord is doing. Look what the Lord shall continue to do. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, we bless you, Lord. Woo! We thank you, Lord. We celebrate glory to God and we acknowledge your goodness and your faithfulness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What? Hallelujah. The depth of your praise will determine the magnitude of your harvest. From Jerry Seville. Praise and thanksgiving supernaturally accelerate the time it takes to see the results. Woo! Hallelujah. I think we ought to all stand. I'm going to read you one more scripture. But we're going to get our praise on. Well, I am anyway. Anybody going to join me? Hallelujah. Today is a day of thanks. Glory to God. Woo! He's working. He's working. He's working. Hallelujah. Woo! It is truly harvest time. The depth of your praise will determine the magnitude of your harvest. <laughs> You want a teeny little harvest or you want a great big harvest? Woo! There's a scripture and I'll just quote it to you over in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 3. And it says, you have enlarged the nation. You've increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest. I can't read that without thinking about when I was a kid growing up and it being harvest time. Harvest time was a happy time. My dad would be out there getting the combine ready to bring in the wheat. And then when he'd check the little heads on the wheat and the harvest was ready, he'd come back and he'd say, it's time. It's time to reap the harvest. And everybody had a job to do. He would bring in some farmhands to help. My mom's job was to cook and cook and cook. And you know, the older one's job was to drive the truck. And when I was just little, I had the job to take my dad big gallons of iced tea. He didn't want to even come to the house. It was harvest time. But we weren't sad about it. None of us kids complained about the work. We were happy happy in harvest because harvest meant new shoes, new clothes and probably a trip to Frontier City in Oklahoma City, a real good harvest, six flags over Texas. Woo! Pastor Nancy alluded to it. In harvest time, everybody has a job. And we all have a job to do in harvest time. But we didn't even wait till all the wheat came in. We started getting happy when we heard that combine revving up. The combine in the realm of the spirit is revving up. Hallelujah. It's harvest time. It's harvest time on your prayers. It's harvest time for your family to come into the kingdom of God. It's harvest time on your dreams and your visions to come to pass. <laughs> Woo! Let's go ahead and give him some thanks. It shall all come to pass. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah.